Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, everybody, to Unlocking Your World of Creativity, the podcast where we explore where you get inspired, how you organize your ideas, and most of all, how you gain the confidence and the connections to get your work up and out into the world. And a perfect example of that is the kind of medical research innovations that are going on right now, how to find them, how to build them, how to create companies around them. And we're talking today with somebody who's got experience in all of that, Matt Mitchell in Research Triangle. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you allowing me to share our story. Absolutely. Yeah, I will tell you, it's a pretty cool place to live. So, you know, between the three universities right here in our backyard and it being a state capital, the infrastructure that we have, and then all of the ancillary sort of support networks that have popped up around all of that infrastructure. I don't, I don't know if I could ever leave here. It's spectacular. Yeah. Matt is the CEO of a fantastic company called Jamelli. And I want to hear, Matt, about, I guess, all three aspects of what I'm thinking about here, the actual creativity behind the innovation and the medical product that has been developed and how then that formed a company and how you creatively developed a model to build that company. And then your own creative process and hiring and building out the team. And uh, that's, that's great. I'm glad, glad to share. Uh, there's a lot there to unpack. So yeah, we start with the product itself. So we have two tests now. One is a blood test called IBS Smart that allows us to identify two antibodies that are elevated in someone that had a previous post-infectious event or a previous event of food poisoning that has led to irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea. We collect a blood sample from a patient with a physician's order and then report back those results of the, the two levels of antibodies. And if those antibodies are elevated, as I mentioned, you know, it's really causal to someone having food poisoning or a post-infectious event in the past that has led to their condition. So what we're trying to accomplish with that is to allow a patient to get to a diagnosis more quickly so that they can get to either a therapeutic or dietary resolution more quickly and help them feel better. The second test that we have is called TrioSmart, and it's a breath test for identifying gases that are associated with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So this is an established market and there's one competitor on the market, but you know, essentially what we're doing is measuring three gases instead of the two that they measure. We have also built a proprietary collection system and instruments to measure the gas levels that we believe are an, an advancement from where the market has been in the past. So again, goal is to get a patient uh, an answer more quickly that allows them to either make a dietary or therapeutic change to help them feel better, which is, which is the end goal. Mm -hmm. And I guess the relationship that you have with the actual researchers that found, identified, developed these tests, I think just the collaboration is an interesting one to look at too. Absolutely. So though, though I am in Raleigh, our great friends on the West Coast at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles have really developed these assets and, you know, allowed our company to commercialize them. So we have, you know, exclusive licensing agreement with Cedars. 
in order to bring these two assets to market. And specifically, the folks that have been involved in developing these assets are Dr. Mark Pimentel with the MAST program, Medically Associated Science and Technology Program at Cedars. Dr. Ruchi Mathur, who's an endocrinologist and just an all-around amazing human. Uh, Dr. Ali Rezai, who, like Mark, is a gastroenterologist. The other scientific founder who is a gastroenterologist is named Kapil Gupta. The four of them and myself are the founders of Jameli. The four, four of them are MDs, and uh, obviously I am not, but I am uh, grateful for their partnership and friendship. It's really incredible what they've accomplished. And I think a lot of people, you know, sort of on the outside looking in, don't really appreciate sometimes the combination of the science thinking, the real bench research, and the commercialization mindset that it takes. You know, it's like, well, we'll invent something and everybody will clamor to it and then we'll change the world. Uh, There's a few steps in between, isn't there? There are. I think that's actually how we met years ago. Uh Um, You were working with uh, an advertising agency when I was working on another of Dr. Pimentel's inventions, Zyfaxin, which he developed the use of for irritable bowel syndrome. It's a non-systemic antibiotic that a company, Salix Pharmaceuticals, that I used to work at had, and then we were acquired prior to coming to do this. So, But that process is quite interesting, right? So you have technology that can help people, but then you have to actually like connect it to the people. And what we do is figure out the position in the market that kind of where it fits within the competitive set or the the baseline of where the market is. And then messaging around that uh, positioning that allows either physicians to understand where it fits into their diagnostic or therapeutic uh, protocol, or if you go direct to patient for a patient to understand why this test could be important for them. To, to get an answer that allows them to eventually feel better. So that's what I have done for a living is figure out the right words, words matter to, you know, articulate in order for the end user or the customer to really kind of connect with whatever asset it is that we have responsibility for. And I must say the name of the company, Jamelli <laughs> Biotech, and honestly, Matt, I've known you, I've known the company, but until today, I did not look up the meaning of the company <laughs> name. And here we are talking about bringing the science to the patients and the people, and you've built it right into the name, haven't you? you Tell you, us about you, that. Sure. You, you should have known better, Mark. Mark. I should you have. have a, uh, an Italian Catholic guy from Philadelphia, <laughs> you know, naming a company a, an Italian name. But actually, I'll have to give Dr. Mathor, uh, Dr. Ruchi Mathor, the uh, credit for coming up with the name. She has twins who are now, you know, out of college. And, but when we came up with this, we thought that, you know, the, the goal of having a, a company that means twins in Italian is to, by doing well, you can do good. Now we are three years into this and I believe we are doing well and helping a lot of people, but you know, the, the assets are, let's, let's, you know, focus on the post-infectious situation. So you know, if we are able to have a successful company, it will allow us to have the resources to connect with people across the globe and to help them feel better. If you look at a lot of these kids in Africa that look malnourished or look like they, you know, are distended, et cetera, you know, my understanding from working with Mark and Rucci is that a lot of these kids are really just suffering from uh, multiple events of food poisoning and a post-infectious condition. Could, could you imagine if we take these commercial assets due to some success in the marketplace and are able to bring them to folks that could benefit from 
having a better understanding of what their problem is so that folks in the, in the community can help them get better more quickly. I, you know, I think that's the end goal. So yes, it's a fun name. It is not a macaroni based name. As some people like to say, there is a pasta called <laughs> no Ginelli. Pasta. <laughs> no, it's, it's really, you know, the dual purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I recently talked to an author who really underscored what you said about doing well and doing good. Uh, her phrase was altruistic capitalist, which I thought was a nice combination. But the fact that you've tried to build the business with this mindset, tell us just a little bit about the model of how you've set up the company and how you want to go forward with it. Years ago, I went to business school at Chapel Hill and very grateful for that opportunity. And it's been a great relationship for, for me personally throughout the years. And one of the things I remember reading there was culture Trump strategy. And, you know, you can argue that all day long because you obviously still need a great strategy and the execution of the strategy is even more important, some would say. But the culture that we've established is what I'm most proud of. So, okay, the, the, dual, the dual purpose of the company leads to culture. The culture leads to us being able to recruit great people first that are happen to be talented at what we do for a living. And then to build off of that, you know, in gosh, we're up to 12 people and, you know, only, only one person has sent, you know, moved on in the three years and it, you know, it wasn't a bad situation. Right. So mm. we've been very fortunate to find great people that are really good at what they do for a living. And you didn't go to the same cookie cutter job description and <laughs> I you're uh, hiring profile. You've got to tell us about that. I mean, so, it's, it's part of that culture that you're describing. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's a little bit of, I guess you could say self-hate, right? So I grew up as a sales rep, sales training person, marketing professional in pharma. And there are a lot of us. Now, Jamelli has one of us and that's me. And that's okay. That's plenty. What we have tried to do is look for consumer packaged goods folks, people with uh, diversity of experience, uh, diversity of backgrounds, diversity of thinking. The, the game that we play is really an operational game. If we can do something that's on the market, but do it more uh, effectively, more efficiently, with less error, that's the end goal. You know, our, our job is to report results to patients, and those results need to be perfect. Uh, in order for the patient to understand what's going on in their own body, in order for them to go feel better. So the recruiting personnel and, you know, I, the, our head of marketing and operations, he went to film school at NYU. I mean, mm -hmm. that's not your normal person that works in pharma and diagnostics. And, and it's working for us because we believe in diversity of experience. And I enjoyed reading some of the bios of those team members. And one of them comes from the hospitality industry. And I thought, again, perfect. You want to serve people. You want to serve the customer, both the doctors and the patients and so forth. And to have that mindset, that mentality, and especially maybe that training, you know, how do you create a process around service? That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. The person you're talking about, she's spectacular and she's a great writer and you know, the, the way that her personality comes out in these communications is, you know, really, really who we want to be to the, to the end user. You know, there's another person on the team that I think about on, on a daily basis, and he runs our customer service group. And, you know, we get emails every day, right? Most of the time you get emails when things don't go well, but exactly. we get emails every day about like, whoa, uh, that customer experience that I just had with, you know, X person was spectacular because et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it starts with the culture that we've tried to establish. And, 
you know, we, we fight to maintain that culture every day. And as we uh, raise money and expand and get bigger, it's going to be harder to maintain. But so far, so good. As long as I think we keep a focus on it, we, we should be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about these people's background, I wanted to think about you for a second, Matt. And that is, where did this, we're going to do things differently, we're going to break the mold. You know, how far back in your resume do we have to go to find that lesson learned? Was there an event? Was there a mentor? Was there, you know, the educational experiences? Where do you think that came from? Sure. Yeah. If you ask my parents, it's probably from birth, but no, I, I, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of great people in my life and, you know, I, I will go back to my parents. So, you know, I never worry about failing um, because they loved me, you know, they still do great wife, great kids. If this fails, which I don't think it will. Uh, I still have them. I'm sure somebody would pay me to go do something for a living. So, so that's kind of how I think about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I stay up all night, every night thinking about the business and cash flow and this, that, and the other thing. But um, I think that broader, more macro mentality, there are a handful of people. And then I'll tell you a, a funny story kind of over the last year and a half that's really, I think, transformed the company. But there, there are people um, like Dr. Jerry Bell at UNC, Dr. Lewis Sheets at NC State, Dr. Raymond at Clemson University, which is, she's a marketing professor that my, my wife had at Clemson, and she's taking a liking to kind of what we're building here, and I'm very grateful for that relationship. Even Mark and Rucci, the co-founders, Ali Rezai, you know, have been beyond supportive of what we're doing, you know, kind of with their babies that they've developed and, and we're bringing to market. But, but I'll, I'll take a step back to, to Dr. Jerry Bell. And if you, if you look him up, he's kind of world-renowned coach, teacher, et cetera. And when COVID hit, he called me and I didn't really think so much about Jerry Bell thinking about me ever, right? But he did. He called and said, hey, what are you doing differently uh, with this business? Uh, you know, how are you pivoting? Because you need to. And I was like, well, I, you know, I'm thinking about that right now, but I honestly don't know what to do. And he said, well, you know, you have the one product on the market. Uh, do you have anything in development? And I said, yes. You know, he's like, is it close? And I said, ish, but we could probably, you know, move quicker on that second asset. And the second asset has turned into a juggernaut. So we're able to uh, escalate development or s- scale more quickly. It is a true mail-in test. So it does not require a patient to go into a doctor's office. It can all be done remotely. And we never skipped a beat. So by getting that product to market more quickly during COVID, it, it allowed us to, to, to win and be where we are today. So I'm very grateful for, it's, it's the butterfly effect, right? He picked up the phone. He called me. We had a conversation. We thought things through. And now the entire company and prospects of the company are in a much different place than if I was just kind of on an, on an island thinking about it myself. I, I guess that gets to the mentorship a little bit, but I, I think unapologetically sharing your story leads to people caring about what you're doing as long as you have good intent. I think so too. Well, let's continue that butterfly effect, that ripple effect. What do you think takeaways for other people who might be listening? They've been, uh, look, COVID or no COVID, somebody's sitting on something what would be your insight and your experience on, yeah, we got to get it right, but sooner or later we got to launch? Yeah, you, ha- you have to trust yourself. So trust yourself, trust your gut. You know, so if you're sitting on this thing and you're, you're like, well, is there a market for it? Is, 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 it, is it protectable? Is there IP? Is there this? You know, right? So I knew that these assets were really good. That's why I took the leap. I could have stayed in a very 
simple, totally, you know, fine for other people, but I needed to challenge myself personally career. And, and, and I chose not to now, you know, we'll see whether or not that was the right decision that the jury's out. But for me personally, the journey of the last three years have been, you know, I would say professional defining life defining in many ways. And I would have always regretted not giving it a shot. I guess to, to answer your question specifically, you know, if somebody's sitting on an idea, uh, do the work, see whether or not there is a path forward. If there's a path forward, do it. You'll never regret trying. If there's no path forward, be honest with yourself. Say, hey, you know what? Maybe that thing's not as good as I think it is. Because it really doesn't matter what you think it is. It matters what the market thinks it is. Fantastic. Well, we have to look towards the future. Certainly, we've been looking for brighter and more optimistic times ahead <laughs> for all of us. But specifically for you, Matt, and, and your business, what do you see over the horizon? Sure. Expansion. So we're working with a variety of partners right now to scale the business. We think that we have two really special assets and there are other things that I think we could bring into the business, but for now, you know, we really want to stay focused on our core competency, which is, you know, mail-in testing for these two assets and get it out to a lot of folks that could benefit from it, both in the U.S. and internationally. I think by doing that and being patient in doing it the right way, will benefit from, from the rewards of what we've built later. But focusing on the day-to-day, -day, making sure the culture's right, making sure that the end user is benefiting from our assets and hopefully feeling better based on getting an answer. We focus on those things, everything will be fine. Terrific. Well, you know, on this show, we talk a lot about collaborators and cooperation and partners, and I can't help but think about uh, what you're building there. What, what do you need? You say somebody out there is looking uh, to team up with somebody like you. What are you looking for? That's funny. So I was listening to a few of your other podcasts and you, you, you always at the end ask everyone sort of, <laughs> Who, who's your customer? You know, what, what, do you, what do you want out of this? And, you know, I, I think I said it earlier, just sort of in, nor in the normal course of the conversation, but I, I am unapologetically sharing our story every opportunity I can. And whether or not that means that it's a business relationship that comes out of it, that's fine. Reach out to us. It's great. Glad to take a first call. More importantly, if there are people listening to this that have been suffering from GI conditions for a long time, maybe we play a small role in helping them feel better and getting more out of their life on a daily basis. So you know, whether or not it's calls that I take with finance folks or personal conversations, when folks understand kind of what we do for a living, there's always a personal connection. It's always, hey, my mom, hey, my wife, hey, my husband, hey, my this person could really benefit from kind of what you guys are doing. I mean, this is a condition, either IBS or SIBO, that affects somewhere between 30 and 45 million people just in the US alone. So you're not alone. It's okay. Diarrhea and constipation are not that big of a deal of something to talk about. Raise your hand. There's help out there, and, and we hope to be a little part of that. That's very encouraging. Well, Matt Mitchell has been my guest. He's the CEO of Jamelli Biotech and a good friend, a longtime industry colleague, and a great <laughs> catching up with you, Matt. I'm very grateful and always love talking to you. And I'm excited to, you know, kind of continue to stay in touch. And yeah. you, you never know, maybe we'll work together again. Well, someday. and that's the, the great thing. And again, everybody's looking for silver linings around COVID and <laughs> coronaviruses and quarantines, but the, the ability to stay connected. I mean, how much oh, do you think right now? Just like the professor you just talked about, 
pick up the phone and give somebody a call. I think that's a, another lesson I take away from many of the conversations like the one we've had today. That, that's exactly uh, hey, right. You, you want to make a connection? They're, they're one phone call, one Zoom, one link uh, away, right? That's, exa that's exactly right. And I think that's part of making connections is don't make a connection to see what you can get out of something. Make a connection just to be there for someone else. You know, people can see through selfishness. So you know what? Make a connection to be a giver, not a receiver, and things will work out. Great, great insight. Great advice. Well, thanks, Matt, for being on the program. And thanks, listeners, for coming by. We're going to continue our around-the-world journey to talk to creative practitioners, including creative business practitioners. I think a lot of times people have asked me the kind of authors and writers and songwriters and such that we have on this show, but listen to the creativity of the business model of a lot of the people we talk to as well. There's a lot of lessons to be learned there. So we've gone to Raleigh-Durham today. We'll continue our around-the-world journeys to talk to creative people about how they get inspired and how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. So come back again next time. I'm Mark Stenson, and we'll be unlocking your world of creativity. Take care. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services. So you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better unlocking your world of creativity.